day 44. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right, before we get to Deuteronomy 17, one of the things that I want to say real quick is, as you've noticed, the audio quality has changed from week to week. So I was gone for like 10 days last week. Uh, Keith's gone. Yeah, you're doing some uh, interviewing for PhD stuff. So as y'all think of him, uh, pray for him as you excuse the quality of the audio. All right. Yeah. Deuteronomy 17. Yeah, Deuteronomy 17. So what's crazy is um, at the end of 16, uh, the passage starts to shift. So remember, you know, English Bible, the breaks aren't perfect, right? Right. right. Um, and it just tried to, you know, thematically arrange. So at the end of 16, he starts to spill over into talking about the implications of the fifth command, right? right. Which is to honor thy mother and thy father. Right. And the crazy thing about the fifth command is that it's really, bro, the, the idea behind it is authority, right? right? That God in his good and gracious design has designed an authority right. for his people to flourish under. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so that's what the command is based off of. Right. And at the end of 16, he talks about these judges yeah. who are supposed to like promote this justice and people of God are supposed to listen to them so that they can mete out justice. Right. And so 17 comes and he gets to the law of the king, right? right. So like the king is supposed to be right in the highest position in the land right? right and the dope thing though about the king and i love this you know he gives this criteria criteria and he's like you know chosen by god you know um an israelite for sure right, right. now that he can't acquire horses and take cats back to egypt like i brought y'all out of there he, he shouldn't be on that right can't have many wives nah bro man or one wife you know how right. it goes right and he's not this is what i love he's not above the law of god right right so he's like, yo, he should obey the law and then keep a, his own law, his own pocket, pocket right, Bible. Right, you know right, 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 right. And so, um, yeah, so like God being the ultimate king and the ultimate lawgiver, the king, the earthly king was supposed to submit to him. Yeah. And, and you know what he says too, bro? He right. says he, not, he should not only write out his own Bible, he should obey it. Right. Why? So that he would know that he is not above the others. Right. And so you just see the humility that God requires of his king. Right. And that the people of God are going to need a humble king. So right, 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 right. Yo, yo, Genesis, or Deuteronomy 17, right, starts off with kind of these, right, case laws that God has, mm -hmm. right, as it relates to, you know, idolatry, witnesses, what to do with the tough cases. And one of the things that you're constantly going to see is God's going to say, all right, no, purge the evil from among you, purge the yeah. evil from among you. So God is concerned with this like reactive purity. When you see things that are wrong, purge it. You got to take care of it, right? Reactive, reactive. And then when God gets to the king, the one that's supposed to be the leader, God's going to look at him and say, no, 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 look, look, look. We don't just need you to be reactive. We actually need you to be proactive, right? And what I need you to do is I need you to write this law down uh, uh, and keep a record of this law down so much so yeah. that proactively, right, you're purifying yourself as well. So he's going to talk about how the fear of God is going to come yeah. and be instilled by his commitment to the word humility comes by his commitment to the word and so mm -hmm. chapter 17 you just see 
the care that God is taking to ensure that his people all the way from, you know, offenders to the people that witness the offense to the king that leads them are walking this path of purity and holiness that reflect him. Yeah. 18, he goes into the priests, right? So he's going to say like, they have this special authority and they're supposed to uh, live in these special places. Right. And um, they won't have an inheritance like the rest of the tribes, the Levites. Then he talks about these, uh, the practices of the people of the land. So remember Leviticus 18, Deuteronomy 18 are parallel passages where it's like, yo, the people of the land are doing these things. Do not imitate them. Right. right? And then he goes in to talk about a prophet again. So you have this prophet priest king, right? Like the Lord Jesus. Um, who fulfills these offices, but he talks about this prophet and he tells Moses, he's like, yo, I'm going to raise up a prophet from among y'all like you. Right. So in other words, Moses is the prototype, bro. He's the model, right? Every other prophet is supposed to be like Moses. How? Right. They're supposed to apply Deuteronomy. Right, right, right. <laughs> the, the law that Moses gave, yeah. right? And he says, yo, if they come saying wild stuff, if they come, even if, even if they, they prophecy, if they prophecy don't come true, they're definitely not a prophet. Right. Prophecy come true. And they telling you to go worship other guys, right? If they're doing anything uh, that, that models the nations, don't believe them. Don't believe them. And so this text is going to be what Peter gets up in Acts 3 and says, no, no, no. Like, he was ultimately talking about this guy who died and rose from the grave, yeah. right? And yeah, so yeah, when you I, see... Uh, yeah, yeah, one what, thing as well. I love how you've brought out for the past few days that it's like, yo, if the, you know, the old ten- if the Old Testament is a wheel... Deuteronomy oh, is yeah. the hub, right? That you see how familiar people are with this and how much they're waiting for it. That it's not just Peter, the apostle, that's going to tell folks, yo, Christ was that dude. But in John chapter six, when Jesus mm. feeds the 5,000 and you've got a group of people and somebody standing in front of them, sharing God's word, and then miraculously feeds them bread from God. The first yeah. thing that the people are going to say is, yo, is this the prophet that has come into the world? So right. you see how familiar yeah, people mm-hmm. are are waiting on this. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So as we move, 19, <clears throat> 19 is going to talk about, it's going to be an exposition of the next command, which is to not murder. Right. So the idea behind this, bro, and I love it, and it's a word we love. The idea behind the not murder command, bro, as it is applied, is human dignity. Right. So God, because he made every human being in the image of God, right. cares so much about human dignity yeah. that his sharpest critiques right. are for murder. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so for us as African-Americans who live in a community where we are fighting against or, or we have the unfortunate circumstance of seeing people that look like us right. die right. at the hands of police right. and it being on video. That's just what we're saying. Right. We're just saying like, yo, in line with the scriptures, we are we have we have inherent value, worth, and dignity. Right. And our God cares so much yeah. about death. Yeah. Right? The death the, the, the death of his people, mm. the death of people That's that he good. would send his son to die. That's good. Right? Yeah. At the hands of sinful people. Right. So that he could end this thing. Yeah. And so when you look at these laws in 19, and it's a lot there in 19, right. you have to keep that in mind. Right. And so um yeah, it's so much, bro. I mean, yeah. if you want to follow up. No, but. no, no. It's all, that's excellent, bro. And yeah. with all of this, you do see God's care and concern, right, in all of it for all parties involved. So where there is malice, where there is intent, God's going to say, yo, that's murder. You've uh, created this affront against the 
dignity of mankind, which is actually spitting in my face. And so God's saying, yo, it's a rap. We've got to make sure copycats don't do this or think that it's okay. But then in 19, you just see the carefulness and the concern of God that he's like, yo, but accidents do happen, right? Mm -hmm. And so God creates the refuge cities. One, so that the person that um, accidentally killed them can go and await trial and all that stuff. But two, God does it so that the impassioned person who had somebody that they loved killed won't in vengeance do something that they regret that would put themselves in a place where they are um, earning and have to take on the wrath of God. So God doesn't just look at the isolated instant. God takes this panoramic view and he sees and God cares for all parties that are involved. The one that murdered or the one that killed accidentally, as well as the one whose rage is bubbling up so much that they can't control themselves. God's saying, all right, no, no, no. This is all going to be messy. And God's saying, I want to make provision for us. Look, to work this out, not for justice to be delayed or deferred, but for justice to be rightly distributed. And sometimes that takes patience. Yeah, absolutely. And Deuteronomy 20, finally, God is like, yo, I'm sending you guys into this land. Do not be afraid. Right. The motive for not being afraid every single time over and over in the Bible is because I am with you. God's with you. And like, like, (laughs) like them, we need to know the same thing. Like, regardless of what we're facing today, regardless of, you know, the problems and the circumstances, our prayer is that you fear the Lord more than you fear what you can see with your own two eyes. If you look around at your surroundings and you get scared, Deuteronomy 20 says, don't forget to look up. If you look around and you're scared, don't forget to look up, right? The God above you is greater than anything that you fear around you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Let's pray. Yeah. Father, we ask that um, when our eyes don't see uh, what you see, God, that we would look up to yes. you and remember that you are with us, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pray that we wouldn't fear because of your presence. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.